Yo, what's up, you guys? This is Polly Shore, and welcome to another beautiful episode of my podcast, Interested. Why do I call it Interested? Because I'm interested in a lot of the people that I'm talking to. I hope you guys are interested, too. This episode, we're going to D.C. That's right, D.C., Washington, D.C., and we're going to interview none other than the head major honcho over at the Huffington Post in D.C., Mr. Ryan Grimm. The Republicans still have a demographic problem, though. The the electorate that, that put Obama in the White House, they outnumber the Republican coalition. So I thought, what other better person to host this particular episode than Ari Shafir. What's up, Ari? What's happening, Polly? It's all happening. So so who is Ryan Grimm? I know I've told you a little bit about him, but he's the, he's the lead. Tell the people who... Lead reporter for the HuffPo? HuffPuff. Washington, D.C. I call it Huff, Huffing Post. Huffing Post. Huffing Post. Huffing Post. Yeah, you want to shorten it. That's what, that's what these people do. Huffing Post. That is Huffington Post. So, but yeah. for the people listening, so the Huffington Post is very liberal. There's there's the New York one. There's the L.A. one. There's Huffington. They're Post. all split up. Yeah, they're all over. Okay, you didn't know that. I just thought it was Huffington Post. It was like one thing. Huff no, Post. there's no. It's all broken H- up. HuffPost says yeah. they always quote HuffPo. Yeah. So, um, so the person that I interviewed when I was in Washington D.C. His name's uh, Ryan Grimm, and he's the uh, the lead kind of writer head chief guy over at the Huffington Post, Washington, D.C. So he's so we're going to go political on. Are you comfortable with talking about politics a little? Sometimes. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So let's see what happens. I'm a libertarian. So and, a lot of stuff just bores me until the revolution comes. So that's what this guy's about. Oh, really? He's like the drug revolution. It's all part of the same revolution, yeah. man. So people, Ari, people not being happy. So Ari Shafir listening. Um, I met several years ago. Yeah, several years ago, fourteen years ago, fourteen years ago, and now 15. you're um, you have a special. Can you tell them about? Because obviously, a lot of people know you from your podcast. Yeah, entitled Ari Skeptic Tank. Ske- Skeptic Tank. Yeah, you did. I, you were on for an episode. Yeah, talked about you coming up here at the Comedy Store. Yeah, and um, and you have some stuff coming out, which we talk about that in a little as well. Okay. So, but for the people mainstream. How are they supposed to find out who you are? And the internet, man. That's how you internet. find out everything now. It's the, the internet. The internet. All my fans are internet fans. Internet fans. Yeah. So you weren't like, oh, I remember you in a movie, or like, oh, you're on that oh, TV show. The Amazing Racist. They might remember the Amazing oh, Racist. Oh yeah, shit. From the, from the internet, or um, that Carlos Mencia video from the internet, or um, right. some of my stories I got online from the internet. Yeah. So mostly people know you from the internet. iTunes. So CD. you be. So you're like an internet sensation. DIY, brah. That's that's sick. <laughs> yeah, that's they wouldn't take me. What am I gonna do? Just wait? I'll fucking make my own way. That's what happened. Yeah, You're right. That's the same shit as a revolution. Right. You guys aren't gonna give in to what we want. We're just gonna do it anyway. Right. We're just gonna take you so over. So Hollywood didn't accept you. No. So you created your own thing. Yeah. And then you got a buzz on your own thing, and now you're getting. Now they call. Now they call. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you bitter about it? Oh, somewhat, absolutely. <laughs> you are <laughs> absolutely because I still, even though I know a lot of the reason I was like not being picked before, yeah, was because of uh, was because of um, I was terrible for mm. the first few years, mm. but then after a while I wasn't terrible and I still wasn't getting picked, right? So that part I'm still a little bitter for, right? But then you gained all these followers and all this momentum, yeah. And then and it's, then I stopped caring. Like, I made the whole caring all that I cared about was building new material. Interesting. So then it became like. 
the rest of the, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so all you bitter people out there that are saying Hollywood's this and Hollywood's that, what do you have to say about that? Oh, which is jokes. <coughs> They're what? I just choked. That's okay. So what do you have to say about that? Is that better? Just do it yourself. Just do it yourself. Yeah. Right. So people are assholes. They're not yeah. going to choose you. If Big nobody deal. kicks you in kickball, nobody picks you up a kickball. Right. And you're the odd man out. Like, well, what are you going to do? Wait? You can't. Just play you some other create game. your own stuff. Go play hopscotch. Right. So here he is. So you, you, you interested in listening to what Ryan Grimm has to say? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. So here he is, you guys. This is Ari Shafir. Um, and he, we're going to listen to little Ryan Grimm. So what's this his deal? He's the uh, head of the Washington Huffington so what's Post. What's his post about this revolution? How is he going to help the revolution well, you're going to hear about? about that when you hear what he has to say. Oh, he's into drugs, too. Yeah, he's into drugs. Here okay, he is, yeah, you guys. Check it out. This totally is Polly Shore's interested, and this is Ari Shafir, skeptic. Skeptic. Tank. We're, si- we're sitting in what we call a huddle room. We have about five of these. Right. I, don't, I don't have an office. I just sit out in the right. In kind of and the then when you, when you have huddle rooms, like how does that how does that happen like you hear some shit that goes on in politics and then you guys talk about it in the huddle rooms yeah so in this particular room what are some of the things that you talked about well just recently just before you came here uh in a huddle room two over from here we were we were meeting you were huddling we were huddling over the uh and huddling is a is a corporate term that we adopted from aol which owns us now Hmm. Yeah, uh, I saw the AOL connected to the Huffington right, Post. Right, because you can't, it, you know, in, in corporate America, you can't use the, the normal word for behavior. Mm-hmm. The behavior that we're engaging in in rooms like this is called meeting. But there's something uh, about corporate culture that doesn't allow you to just say meet. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do something. You have to iterate it. Okay. So uh, it's a lot of big words, you guys, yes, we're listening. We were, Take your bong hits <laughs> now, kids. We were iterate- you're listening to this. <laughs> this is like straight up Washington, D.C., Huddling. So you're huddling about. So a couple of minutes ago, we were iterating a huddle about uh, about. And this uh, isn't a meeting. This is a huddle. This is a huddle. This is like what football <laughs> right. players do. They right, and then around. they go ready, break, break. and then okay. they do their play it, about uh, a show that we're going to be doing out of here. Actually, uh, soft launching in December, and then uh, uh, a firm launch in January. Be a lot like with HuffPost Live. I don't know if you've yeah. uh, if you're familiar with that, but it's yeah. kind of the well, it is what it <laughs> what it sounds like. It is. Uh, a live, you know, politics, uh, entertainment uh, show that goes about, to, uh, we do about 12 hours a day. We're going to do one hour a day of politics out of this office. So we were meeting on what that show is going to look like. And what is that show going to look like? Are you allowed well, to say or are you not allowed to huddle? I mean, are you it, huddling? I don't think we're going to kind of break the mold in terms of form. Uh, so is it going to be like a talking head show? Because like, I, I was walking through the hallways to get here and I saw Fox News everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> no, I saw, was it MSN or was it CN? No, it was MSN, right? We, we actually you do throw uh, we, Fox on we, there We sometime? put Fox on there a lot. But I mean, that's when you guys yeah. are high and you're like, I want to <laughs> laugh at my cuck be playing the bass well, guitar. Well, we're always high. Right, uh, right. So the yeah. show comes out, the show, and it's going to be online. Work at people. It'll, it'll be online. Yeah, just, just it'll be on our site. So It'll be on, yeah. yeah. And, and the problem is, you know, if you're, if you're a cable host and you're trying to reach young people, it's just impossible because mm. nobody watches. Yeah, all the kids are watching kids. the internet. And there are people are in front of their computers. So right. if we can like uh, try to grab their attention while they're in front of their computer, then maybe we can. We can and and the, the and if they happen to miss it, we can clip the best parts and and put them up on our site. And what's the show about? It'll it'll just it'll be politics. Uh, but it, we're gonna, we're going to bring in voices that don't necessarily get on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. 
I, you know, the first like week. Rachel Math, Rachel Mather, <laughs> She's she's on. It's like her. She's like the Kim Kardashian of MSN. She is. Don't you think? Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, that's she's that's like pretty much it, right? Yeah. And she's yeah. lesbian, correct? That is correct. Yeah. She's hot. Oh, I think she's really hot. So we're here with Ari Shafir on Interested. Do you know who Ma- Rachel Maddows is? She, I kind of, the only way I know the political, like the uh, MSNBC and Fox News people, are by the jokes comedian makes about them. Right. So is Rachel Maddow the one that looks like a lesbian and Anthony Jeselnik? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that her? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of her? I have zero opinion. Zero opinion what, of they, her. They sued Polly. Who Fox, sued who? Fox News sued a judge or sued this guy. But she's not Fox News. No. Mainstream media. Okay, mainstream They sued media. to say you're allowed to lie. Hmm. Fox sued to say we're allowed to lie in the news. Huh. Yeah, they were getting sued for wrongful termination because they made this these broadcaster team like distort the truth. And they said we're not doing it. And they say they fired them. They sued for wrongful. Uh, and they countersued saying we're allowed to distort the truth. And we're countersuing you for labor's co- uh, lawyer's costs. So you just don't like any, any type of No, media. the mainstream ones, they all have agendas. They're not giving you the real truth. So we used to trust them because it would always give us the truth. Right. But now they only sometimes give you the truth. Or they intentionally give two-thirds pro-war, one-third anti-war stories, or vice versa. So they try to distort your mind into their way of thinking. Right. Because you're like your mom. You watch all day long. It's a cycle of news. You're going to believe what they sort of are pushing you to lean towards believing. Right. That's just going to be. So I don't trust any of them. So, you so Rachel Maddow, all that stuff is like, oh, they're just all part of the lying system. Right. So she's part of Fox. She's part of CNN. She's part of the whole lying yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. You can't trust right. any of them. You can't trust them. What so They've lost gonna... their trust. Right. It used to be the mm. only reason you would have them and the only reason they wouldn't take money from other people is because, mm. well, all we have to offer the people is, is trust, that we will always bring you a truthful mm. story. And they've, they've lost that trust. <laughs> they keep giving us so, not real stories. They lopped off... The beginning of the fuck it. Remember that guy who got beaten and created the L.A. riots? Rodney mm. King? Yeah. They intentionally cut off the first 37 seconds of that video, mm. which showed him fighting even with like four cops, mm. all PCP'd up. Mm. And they cut it from right to where he was fighting. They cut all that off and just started with them wailing on the guy on the ground. Right. And so, so everyone's like, show. what the fuck? They're just yeah. beating the shit out of this guy. I know what I saw. Yes. Yeah, so- and they created the L.A. riots. Wow. Because if they showed the rest of it, it wouldn't be nearly as, as right. interesting a story. So, so, so they chopped so, it off and made us all think these police are going way too far. And not they barely yeah. got this guy down. Right. And maybe it's still they shouldn't have done it, but it's a lot more like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's not as clear cut. You just can't – you literally cannot trust them. It's so the boy who cried wolf. They, they continue to lie to us. So the, you're How saying often they edit them? the clips, like they put certain clips on they there. They choose what they want you to believe. Right. I had a friend who worked for Singled Out or Blind Date. Blind, Blind Date. Date. And, Which is similar to MSNBC. Yeah. But Very here's what he similar. said. He goes, we get all this footage. Uh-huh. It was Joe Wagner. Because okay. we get all this footage. Um, and then we can decide, the writers, we can decide whether to make this dude who's in this date a jock, a poet, an emo – a fucking mm. a, a goth. We can make him anything we want. Right. Based on all the stuff he said through the night, we can just choose to make him whatever huh. character we, we want to. Well, let's see what you have to say about Ryan. Tell me if you think he's part of that conspiracy because he's a pretty good guy. He yeah. actually goes to like, I think, is it Bolivia and he snorts coke down there or something? Oh, yeah. So he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah. So check, check him out. This is Ryan Grimm. This is Polly Shore. 
Ari Shafir. He doesn't. Ari, you don't trust anyone. This will be interesting. Well, that's mainstream media. There's other media that I do trust. Okay, well, let's see what Ryan has to say. Okay. Let's talk to, like, say, Middle America right now, the people that might not be familiar with what the Huffington Post is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, was, it, was it started with Ariana, Ariana Huffington? And who is Ariana Huffington, again, for that audience that, that might not be familiar? Ariana Huffington is – that's a good question. Who is she? Because is to she? me, every time I yeah. see her, is she, she's not German, is she? Greek. Oh, she's Greek. Right. She's sexy. Like, she's really hot. <laughs> Like no, seriously. I mean, just kind of like Christina Amanpour, really hot. Uh, she, like know, seriously, she like, has a, she has a great presence on she's TV. She's hot, dude. Yeah. Like seriously, um, she's a, she's like a, a what are they called? Uh, the cougars, like kind of a cougary. Have you met her? No, I've never met her. But well, a I lot know, of people, I, you know, she she's she's uh, hot. She dude. has a big social circle. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to introduce you guys. <laughs> right, <laughs> that would be fun. So she, so she, what she was just kind of smoking bud one day, and she's like, "Yo, I want to start the Huffington Post." Well, I or drinking or you know I, with her one, friends. One of the debates I think was, "Will it be Huffington Post or the Huffington Post?" Uh, and, and how they, long they ago settled. did the Huffington Post start? It started in two thousand five. Two thousand five, in the wake of the two thousand four presidential election. Wow. Whereas the Drudge Report, uh, kind of a conservative aggregation site, mm. uh, had done a an excellent job of kind of setting the mainstream media agenda, mm. and there was a, there were a group of people. Uh, who had the you know not terribly uh, innovative idea that we mm-hmm. ought to do this on the other side? Wow, um, Ariana and the Drudge was for was that mo- mostly for the Republicans? Yeah, you know Drudge is what, uh, just for the Tea Party more, more, for more, more I mean, part of the conservatives, paleo Tea Party, I guess right. you could call them. Yeah, I mean, and kind the, of so, an angry and so the Huffington like, the Huffington was the was the was the the anchor the the yin to the yang for the yeah. Drudge. I like to think of it. Kind of in a British tradition, like mm. a, it's kind of a a, a a liberal populist tabloid is mm. is one way that I that I would think about it. It's like uh, you have a lot of liberal magazines. Uh, you know, you got the Nation, you got the Mother. Mother and for Jones, the people again that might not know what liberal is, it's gays. It's <laughs> no, I'm just serious for a second. There's people out there that don't care about politics. Right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm, just I'm, laughing, to, I'm laughing at your description of, of, I'm of just, liberal. Liberal. No. I would call liberals people who are okay with higher taxes and more government, and and but want more personal freedom in their, you know, in their in their lives. Uh, so right t- now t- we have tend to be, you know, more pacifist or anti-war. Right, like that. I mean, that's kind of your what. Right. Okay. Now. A little uh, bit more peace, a little like let's not yeah, fight, let's not yeah. send a missile. Yeah, let's like not, for instance, yeah. George Bush, Bush sent missiles. Obama's like, let's hey, let's talk about it. Yeah, before, let's talk let's, about let's this. Let's just send yeah, some yeah. drones, right? right? And, Instead, and liberals, which is pretty much the same as sending missiles. It's just there's yeah. no people in the right. drones. There's, right, there's nothing liberal right about uh, <laughs> about killing people with drones. No, that's not yeah. cool. No, not cool. No. So we're here with Ari Shafir. So what do you think about liberals versus Republicans dropping drones versus it's the same, shit, man. It's the it's same, the same shit. shit. So whether Here's there's how boots on the ground that I that I liked. The what? Here's how I explain the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. Right. One of them wants to take 35% of your money. Mm. And the other one wants to take 39% of your money. Right. And neither one really care about doing what you want them to do with it. Right. It's just Game of Thrones. Wow. The king taxes you, and they do whatever they want with that cash. 
Wow. They give you a little bit so you don't pick up a gun and fight, fight back. Right. But they just give you the minimum amount that they have to to keep you from doing yeah. it. But you, you would say you're more liberal, though, than... than no, than, I'm a bleeding-heart libertarian. So what does that mean? It means I care about people, but the government and everyone should get the fuck off me and let me be me. Let me be what they promised us, free Americans. Let hmm. me walk down the street. Let me do the drugs I want to do in my apartment. Mm. Let me be who I want to be. If I'm not bothering anybody, then get the fuck off me. Don't take my money. For what? No, I don't believe in that. The war and all that stuff. 90% of our budget goes to fucking war. But you pay your taxes. I pay as little as I can. But that, but you have to pay your yeah, taxes. Yeah, because that's the king. The king's men will come, and they'll kill you if you don't pay the king's men. Right. You have to pay the king's men, so they'll go away on their horses. It's just the yeah. IRS now. It's not cool. No, it's not cool. They're robbing you. Right. But like, they're, they're the mighty ones. They're the bullies. Right. It's the same so as lunch. It's lunchtime when they, somebody's stealing your lunch money. Huh. It's the same shit, man. It's just human nature. Yeah, but Powerful what about people take take your money? And yeah, but what about the streets and the roads and, and, and all that stuff? Who's supposed to pay for that type okay, of stuff? Okay, let's imagine that. Who is supposed to pay for that? So, if we live because in a town, we're driving down the street. Yes, and, and the, it's a pothole. Up, okay. So if enough of us in this town say, "Hey, there's a pothole," mm-hmm. someone's going to take collection up, and we're going to say, "Let's all fix that pothole," and everyone's going to chip in, and we're going to hire somebody mm. with that money right. to fix that pothole. Right. That's how shit gets done. Right. When it's bad. You'll fix it. And if you want to have some small government, sure, but libertarians don't care. And then what about the jails? What about the jails? Well, that we have to pay for all the jails. I mean, our, I mean, our, tax, our tax money, me and yours tax money. Yeah. I mean, there's jails. You watch, you know, there's jails all over America. Oh, right. Like, we yeah, have you to pay, pay a sheriff. For... Like in the old West, pay a sheriff to, to like, and pay a judge to fucking judge them. Yeah, but who pays for the actual, like, you know, building of the jails and it's the It's all collections, and the so it comes down to taxes. That's mm. what the collections are. Right. You want to do as little of that as possible. You want to do as little collecting from the people and forcing them to pay. The problem is when you, like, the trash is building up. So let's take a collection up and get someone to take this trash out. The problem is when one guy goes, I'm not fucking paying for that shit, mm. then the system falls apart. Right. But just because that's not perfect doesn't mean it makes what we have any better. Right. So we're here with Ari Shafir. He's he's definitely got a point of view. He's he's anti-government, paying less taxes, but paying the least amount of taxes. I'm from the get off me party. Yeah, just get off me. Yeah, let me walk. Why are you fucking touching our daughters? Oh shit. Okay. Well, we're going into Bolivia right now with uh, with Ryan Grimm. He does some some weird cocaine stuff. Why do you have to go to to Bolivia to do coke? Just shut your door. I don't know. He did some book down there about drugs and cocaine or something. All right, here we go. I was told that you've been up in the in that was it in Bolivia? Where were you? Oh yeah. So when I was trying to crack into journalism, um, I did a I did some foreign reporting. Um, So Bolivia isn't that the place where all the cocaine is from? Yeah, and I did a, I did a piece about that. Yeah, without Bolivia, you would not uh, not have your world's cocaine, probably. So it's uh, not Peru from and Peru and Peru. Bolivia. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's where the that's where the coca is grown. Right. Um, and without the coca, you don't have you don't have cocaine. How long did you spend in Bolivia? I was there maybe a week and a half or so, and oh, wow. there was a there was an uprising going on at the time. How many years ago was, was this? Which was convenient for me. I think this was oh five. Oh five. Uh, Evo Morales so, was uh, in the process of overthrowing the current president Carlos Mesa. He wow. ult- uh, ultimately became 
became president. He still is now because they, they, they took over. So I, I got to tour the, the all the coca fields. Wow. Um, meet meet the so coca did you growers. see the actual cocoa plants it, it, they're everywhere wow. yeah i and uh i went to a military base where it's their job to eradicate it wow uh so how do you make hopeless. how do you make cocaine i mean so, i wouldn't yeah. assume that you know how to make it but someone so you take a cocoa plant and you yeah. pour hot water on it or the base the, the process is pretty simple um you, yeah you take you take the the, the cocoa, cocoa plant, plant right and then you take uh baking soda wow and that that's basically wow. everything you need. And actually, so uh, I was able to bring some uh, coca tea back into the country. Really? That, that, that is not, it's not illegal. That's crazy. Um, Do you have any? I have some at home. Really? Stop by. Have you tried? Um, yeah, yeah. Try, is it good? It yeah, must be good. It it's t- it doesn't taste good at all, but it's yeah. Very, but does it get you like pinned out? Like you, a, your penis shrivel up or it what? You, it gets you a little buzzed. And you want to start chain smoking? Uh, if you if you put baking soda in with it yeah and, and, and that's what they do like if they're just chewing it and right. put a little baking soda in there right it really gives you a buzz and, and uh it suppresses your appetite just like cocaine does and so a lot of these dirt poor miners mm. and farmers uh who don't, just literally don't have money to eat chew a lot of coca mm. because then yeah because uh, they're not hungry the, even actually the, you'll the soldier one of the soldiers at the kind of dea funded military base responsible for eradicating coca was chewing coca as he gave us a tour. Wow. And I, I was like, why do you do this? He said, quita la hambre. Meaning? It takes away the hunger. The hunger. That's great. Yeah. That was cool. What did he say? Quita la hambre? Which, is la a, which means stop the hunger. Yeah. So he it's brought like some... He brought some... Um, some tea, some, I guess, cocaine Coke tea. tea. That's sick, right? Yeah. I mean, fuck cool. coffee, dude. Coke tea. How great? You go to the coffee bean and you can order. What would you order there? Uh, I'll get the chamomile tea. Do you have honey? <laughs> oh, no, honey. Nah. Maybe I'll get an espresso. Nah, actually, you know what? It's going to be a long. Just give me the Coke tea. Give me the Coke tea. That's crazy, though. Yeah. I said, give me the fucking Coke tea. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But that's pretty cool. He went down. That is there. cool. Yeah, he went that's down. That's cool. Yeah. Why, I wonder why they were trying to eradicate the cocaine trade there, though. I don't know. I mean, it's Bolivia. Yeah, but why would they try to eradicate it? I don't that's know. That's cool, what, but they said once you have to add baking soda to it to get you buzzed, mm. to get you really buzzed, but it's like, is it just the baking soda that's getting you buzzed? Why would you eat baking soda? That's not a. doesn't seem like a good thing to eat at all. Mm-mm. I wonder if you added baking soda to. I guess it's just to that thing. Fuck. But that's yeah. He went. I thought he, they cut coke with baking soda. I've never been a coke guy. I do the other drugs. I do the what do kind the, of drugs do you do? The the hippie drugs. Yeah, the marijuana. marijuana. Do you have a marijuana card? Of course I do. Marijuana. You really? Know, mushrooms. Yeah. So you're living in Brooklyn or New York now? Where you? New York, in? Manhattan. I moved to Manhattan. So, you, but a while ago you were in Brooklyn. No, never in Brooklyn. Never in Brooklyn. Uh-uh. I do shows out there once in a while. Right. Brooklyn's cool. It's just so, not Manhattan. What all, was this, it? all the clubs are in Manhattan. So, what, so how long have you been at the comedy strip before you took off to New York? 15 years. 15 Four, years. 14. What yeah. year did you come to the comedy store? 1999. 99. I left in 2013. And you went to New York? Went to New York. Why did you do that? You just got burned on L.A.? Or no, what? multiple reasons. One, for, you know, not in any order. There's new streets, new adventures, new girls, you yeah. know, new yeah. restaurants. Um, two, uh, the more of my life was becoming devoted to stand-up, mm. the less I was interested in doing a sitcom that I didn't find funny anymore. Mm. And as I was making a living, I was like, 
the amount of money it would now take me to, to give up doing whatever I want to do comedically, artistically, mm. is a lot higher. So to do some horrible, like, um, Big Bang Theory show, it's like, mm. you're going to have to give me right off the bat a million dollars an episode. Right. And they're not going to. So how did so you just like, all of a sudden start making money? Through your podcast? Um, because you opened for me. Yeah. And you didn't make a lot of money doing that. You made <laughs> $100 or something. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you were opening for, for guys. The year. But you opened for Joe a lot, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's where you started making more money? I got money? by. I did commercials to get by, oh, too. Yeah, but you did commercials. Yeah. What commercials did you do? Like 100 of them. A whole bunch of them. Yeah. I did them all the time. That's how I Fuck. got by. That was my day job. That's, that's how you made yeah. all your cash. Name, for, name some of the commercials you were on. Bud Light. Uh, right. I... Someone offered – I was a carpenter, and someone offered me a Bud Light. No, I was supposed to carpet this guy's apartment, and then he said, if you do a good job, I'll give you a six-pack of Bud Light. So, yeah, man, I'll do a great job. And guess what? Yeah. I carpeted the whole goddamn thing. Ceilings, walls, the refrigerator, their dog. Wow. Crazy, right? Well, that so, was the premise of the Bud Light commercial. Wow. And how much did you get paid for that? I don't know, like 20 grand. Really? 25, 30 grand. So you were starting to make some cash. You know why they gave me that? mm because they saw that Carlos Mencia thing. Really? And they felt bad about using him. So they said, hey, man, you're not really right for this. But we saw that Mencia thing. And we oh. felt bad that we had to use for our Latino circuit. We had to use Latino Bud Light. We had to use him. Wow. So to make it up to you, here's this part. And it'll give you 25 grand. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I'll take That's it. Thanks. Sick. Yeah. So then you moved to, you moved to New York. and it Yeah. Just really, it became like when, I, when I stopped caring about money completely. And I only cared about stand up. writing and developing material. Right. My thought was, I came off this really... Four year depression. Yeah, who who and are my you thought dating? Was, you were dating? Dating lots of people. Yeah. But there was, yeah. No, that, yeah, that was before this though. Yeah. But I came out of this long depression and then I uh and then I just I was like, listen, I'll just commit to stand up and then when I run out of money I'll just kill myself. Huh. So let's just keep well, going you until you wouldn't then. kill yourself. Come on. I'd have to work up the courage. But you're you're not depressed. No, I'm not though. depressed anymore. The pills cover but, it up. What kind of pills? Desipramine. It's an 80s drug that went out of style when people you're got on low blood pressure. You're on Desipramine right now? Yeah. What the fuck is that? What do you mean? I'm not on it now like you're on Coke right now. It means no, like but it's just in your morning. system. Yeah. yeah, it's my system. Really? Yeah. So it's, why would you get so depressed? Why? It's not, there's not a why. It's a kind of like a sprain for your brain. Oh, there's something in your brain that makes it. So broken, why did Robin Williams? It. Same thing. Take his, his brain was broken. His brain was sprained. Right. And he started feeling this unending pain. Right. Flavored everything so in his life. So do you want some cocaine tea with me? <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Ari Shafir on Interested, getting a little bit more in-depth. We're digging deep. Here we go, guys. And so break down what the Huffington Post is. I mean, it's... It's online. You can't... It, people can't go to, like, say, for instance, the magazine stand no, and pick no. up a copy of the Huffington Post like they could at USA Today or anything. No, best they no. can do at this point is go to... Uh, like iTunes and is there get an our magazine. app or something? Yeah, there's you like an a, app. There's a weekly magazine. How do I get it? Can we download the app? Can I get that for free, or is it yeah, something yeah. you have to pay for? No, that's free. So people can get it online. Yeah, and we're and we're the biggest uh, by audience, the biggest uh, news site online. That's crazy. Bigger than the New York Times. Bigger than I got. F- I think I'm. I'm a, I think I follow you guys on Twitter. I'm pretty I, sure I do. I hope so. Yeah, I pretty. Yeah. I got to follow you personally on Twitter. Yeah, you give me yeah. some of those retweets. Yeah, that'd be fun. What's your? Yeah, what's your? Um, it's just Ryan Grimm. Ryan. One, with one at M. Ryan, mine's at, at Polly Shore. Yeah. So tell us about the book. Yeah, the, it's, uh, it's called This Is Your Country on Drugs. Right. Uh, and it's a social history of drug use in America. It kind of wow. traces uh, you know, where, do, 
you know, where do drug trends come from? Why are we getting high off of one so thing and not Mo- another? Let's talk about Molly with Miley Cyrus because that's the big one now. You know, Molly had its first rise in uh, in well, you know, it came came in the eighties, but then it really had a, a boost in the mid nineties. Well, that was ecstasy. So, yeah, ecstasy no? and Molly. Are, it's I the mean, same. T- what's the difference? It's right. I don't I mean, know. I've done ecstasy before, but I just saved a girl's life that did Molly. Because she like went into epileptic. Yeah, what is going on with all this? That's what I'm trying like, to tell you. Is like when no. I did ecstasy ten years ago when I tried it, it was cool. Yeah, and but a couple then, people like, died now, in New York. But recently, now when you like, you go on the news and you hear different things, you go, oh, the blah 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 at the music festival, this DJ music festival. Yeah, a couple three kids died, died on Molly. Yeah. I never heard that from ecstasy. Yeah, so what do you think it is that? Because it's not Molly anymore. I'll tell you that it's. Because the kids wouldn't take it if they knew they were going to die from it, right? I, I mean, it's mixed up with some shit. The, t- you know, I don't, I don't know the specifics of it, but I, but the the what you could draw from uh, the history is that pro prohibition makes things more dangerous. What does that mean? So, if you like, You're I mean, not allowed to use it, right? If if you if you go back to the time of alcohol prohibition when they banned booze for pro- prohibition for the people that might not know what the word prohibition means. That means, yeah, it comes from the word prohibit. You're, you're, you're banned. You're not allowed you're, to, you're not allowed to, right. to let, let, let in the 1920s, you know, you're not allowed to drink. That, mm-hmm. that was the, they passed a constitutional amendment. You can't drink. And it, obviously people kept drinking. That's where bathtub gin came from. That's where uh, all these you know, bootleg uh, liquors started coming up. And some of them were quite dangerous. There were, there were uh, liquors that would that led to uh, blindness. Uh, it was and so like uh, New Orleans got, got a bad batch, and they had thousands of people go blind because they um, got a bad batch of alcohol. Yeah, and so kind of like Molly, people are getting right, and so you know you have no uh, kind of consumer recourse because it's illegal. You you'll, you will you will sometimes hear stories about uh, somebody getting arrested for drug possession because they. <sighs> called the cops because they got ripped off on a drug deal because mm. people feel like they're entitled you know to fairness when it comes to transactions uh but if it's an illegal transaction you're actually not entitled to anything so you have no consumer recourse if you got a bad batch of uh of booze and it and there was also no fda or anybody else inspecting the plants and so what do you have you have some fly-by-night operation whose only objective is to make money god only knows what they're putting in these barrels of, of liquor and it's and, it, and it's the same thing then with drugs you don't know what people are putting what, yeah. what unless people, you're the actual one that's making the drug right and that that's extremely rare that, yeah. you, that you're going to be you know connected to the chemist that's actually making it so you have to go on on a blind faith that that the pill that you're taking is safe uh and uh and if it's in a regime of prohibition where it's illegal you know you have much you know, you, you just don't have anybody lo- looking out for you. People trust the FDA and they trust mm. the legal drug companies that mm. like that this drug was tested, that uh, that it's not going to kill me. That and, and more importantly, that it is what it says it is. Um, I'm here with Ari Shafir on Interested. So what do you think about all that stuff? The FDA and the drugs and... Yeah, when you can trust them. Sometimes you can't trust them. But, um, yeah, most of the time I feel like a higher level of trust getting it from a, an FDA-approved source. As opposed know, to? when Just the street somewhere. 
But, mm. I mean, really, I trust my drug dealer a lot more than I trust. I mean, they have a vested interest in keep, come, keep me coming back. Mm. You know? So yeah. when, when I tell, when I ask, when I buy some mushrooms from a guy, I'm like, how long until this kicks in? Who's going to give me the real answer? So do you really take mushrooms? Oh, what do you mean? S- yeah. No, I'm still. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, not right now. But, I know but not yeah. right now. Like but a month take- ago, I took a bunch with Joshua Tree. It's great. Wow. It's great. I had a really bad experience on mushrooms. I but, bet you did. Yeah, it was terrible. So, what about Molly? Have you tried that? Yeah, I've tried that. It really, really? is. It's like it's it really it's like what I saw with ecstasy. What when I hear you talking about it in your old 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 CD, mm-hmm. um, like the Molly was just pure MDMA. But then that started getting cut with speed and everything also, and that becomes what ecstasy was. It's the same mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. It's the speed and the MDMA. So what what did you experience when you took Molly? Everything's great, bro. Really? Yeah, I'll take the Molly with the mushrooms. Because when mushrooms, when you start having bad thoughts, those can spiral. And you're like, oh, no. Molly keeps the good thoughts up. Wow. And then what about the other, the depression like, pill that you took in the morning, though? Depression pill. But the mushrooms help with depression a lot, too. Huh. But, what, but what's that pill that you take in the morning called? Decipramine. So you, but everyone so takes their own. Every, everybody's brain chemistry is different. So there's like a bunch of different ones you can take. But you, how long have you been taking decipramine for? A year and a half, two years, maybe three. So you take it every morning? Yeah, unless I forget. Just about every morning. Yeah. If then, I if I miss it for a day or two, it's not a big deal. Oh, uh, you don't get all weird. Uh uh-uh. uh And there's no rushes or anything. I don't feel anything taking it. I don't feel kick in or not. It's kick just in. some subliminal thing. Maybe at this point the depression might be gone. The depression that is masking might be gone, and I'm gonna wean off it soon. But I gotta I gotta record my special and I gotta do this storyteller show. Right. So I'm gonna wait till we're done with those and then and then we're gonna. And risk then you're it. back in business with that shit. Yeah, but it doesn't do anything bad to me really. It gives right. me lower blood pressure. So right. once in a while I stand up and I get like lightheaded. And what about Coke? Did you do the Coke or? I don't like Coke. Mm. I don't like the way it looks on people. Mm. It makes them all angry and fucking mm. in your face and they don't listen to what you're saying. They're just waiting to talk themselves. Mm. It's one of the grossest drugs on people. I'm, I'm for people doing whatever drug they want to do. That works for them. But if you're on Coke, do it at home. Mm. Close your door and don't bother us with it. Right. Here's my order of drugs should be good or bad. Depending on how much you deny doing it the next day. Huh. If you go to someone, hey, what, what's the deal? You got some coke yesterday? They go, they go nothing. I didn't fucking do coke. Right, right. You kidding me? But if you ask somebody, were you high yesterday? Like, but dude, I was blazed yesterday. Right. I barely even knew who you were when I was talking to you. Right. Because it's a nice, gentle drug that you shouldn't be embarrassed of. Right. Cokeheads fucking never admit they do coke. Mm. Wow. And what about Viagra Cialis? Well, that's not really, it doesn't get you high. <laughs> No, I know, but do you, have you used that? Oh, yeah, I've used them before. Huh. Your dicks get hard on that shit. So Isn't hard. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Isn't that awesome? It's like blood. What the fuck? I know, but you don't, yeah. It's, I can see two deers fucking in a like, Yep, I'm yeah. hard. It's awesome. I think it's <laughs> great. Yeah. Cool. Medical science. If my doctor like prescribes me, like say, 20 Vicodins, Okay, how much money does my doctor off of the insurance make from that? Because obviously they make money, kind of like a drug dealer makes money by prescribing, you know, gi- you know, giving you drugs. Oh, he's going to sell you some drugs. He's going to make. Does the doctor make some money off of that? Uh, he shouldn't. There used to be uh, the scandal. Used to be that drug companies would give doctors kickbacks. Uh, then the scandal became that drug companies would send doctors to Hawaii and or. Uh, or other you know lavish conferences. Then the scan- scandal became, uh, you know, the drug company would the rep would like take them out golfing and 
So you're saying like, that my doctor, my doctor doesn't make any money off of prescribing me Vicodins. I mean, if he's running his own shop and he's buying his own drugs wholesale and you're buying them right from him. No, you're not then, buying from him. You're, you're getting it from like, say, CVS. Then, or, no, I, I don't think that uh, he's not supposed to. And, and like they, uh, you know, that, that's where all these scandals have come from in the right. past. And so, so again, the basis of your book was basically that hu- that that human nature and particularly american nature uh is to have a curiosity about expanding your consciousness mm. and or or just getting high mm. for recreational purposes mm-hmm. and that uh efforts to kind of push down that natural impulse uh will lead to all sorts of unintended consequences mm. because uh you know if if you can prevent people from having access to uh, uh, alcohol, uh, something else is going to happen. Something else. And like in the 19th century, when they were able to uh, restrict a lot of access to alcohol, the use of opium. So you're basically uh, saying if you say no to people with this type of drug or alcohol, they'll find it somewhere else. Right. And why do you think people want to numb them, numb themselves or get fucked up or, what, what do you think that is in us just because other people are doing it because it's fun, a combination? I mean, I think um, there are a lot of different causes for, for uh, you know, for different people. Mm. Uh, but in some ways, it's like asking, you know, why do people drink water? You know, why mm. do they eat food? So it's a dumb question. Food? It's like, no, it's not a dumb question. It's, it's because it's just the answer is because they're people. You know, it's just a, it's just you know, it's part of human nature. There is not a society that, that they've found anywhere and what, where it doesn't and, happen. And what do you think of people that get so fucked up in their lives that they become sober? You know, where they have, it's a day at a time thing, moment right. to moment, where they can't go and have, you know, say me and you, we all went to dinner right. and we're having some steak. And we want yeah. to have some potatoes. We want to have some spinach and some salad or, you know, have a nice meal. Like, yo, let's bring, let's get a, let's get a bottle of wine. Right, right. And then there's that guy going, no, 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 no. Like, what the fuck happened there? Like, well, why is it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, is it, is it in, I mean, does your book talk about the study of, of, you know, of the, the, the addict? I don't, I don't. To the drugs? I don't get into that as much. I do it more, uh, of the broad, uh, you know, culture at large. Uh, but, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the the addict, um, you know, there are some, there are a lot of people who you know can't control themselves mm. around, and so they have to go day to day. They yep. can they can't even, uh, you know, t- you know, have a sip. So we're here with Ari Shafir. What's up? Yo, man. So yeah. what do you think about people that are sober that can't? I mean, you talked about earlier about. Depression being a disease and being yeah, something some people can your, handle it. It's yeah. the same thing with alcoholics. You don't make it alcohol legal just because some people can handle it. You get the people who can't handle it help. Mm. You understand? And it doesn't make it go away making it illegal. It still stays. So yeah. in Canada, they have a great idea. They let all the heroin addicts, they give them a safe place to shoot up mm. on Hastings Street. Mm. Where you can write down on your at the end of your bed what you're taking. And if you start to OD... A nurse can come by, read their form, and say, oh, I know what to give you to stop you from ODing because I know what drug you took. Right. Because they're like, look, these people aren't going to just stop doing it magically because you said you're not allowed to do it anymore. Mm. So the people that need help with drugs, you help them. Dude, you've always been a kind of cokehead that I admired because you can take coke casually. Yeah, that's that what I was idea. just going to They always yeah. lied to us in, the, in, this, in high school and stuff. Like, if you do coke, you're going to lose your house and your mm. wife and your kids. 
But then I saw Polly Shore, and I'm like, mm. you do it once in a while. Mm. You also smoke cigarettes once in a while. Mm. And you've never gotten addicted to cigarettes. Mm. So it's like, you don't make cigarettes illegal because you, Polly Shore, can mm. handle cigarettes in a responsible manner and mm. not have to do it all yeah, the time. I was, I was going to ask you that. Take, and take a, di- a, a big thought on this. Why do you think it is that I'm not fucking dead right now? I mean, after all that I've been through and after what I've been... I don't mean dead yeah, you, like you, I got hit by a car, but yeah, dead but you like... You never I've, got addicted to that stuff. Right. You didn't have the... The, 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 the thing that, yeah, that makes you not be able to say no to it. Mm. So you can handle it fine. So why should we tell you not to mm. if you're not going to be a problem with it? Yeah, but it's the people that you say that are a problem. That we need to help them. Yeah. That's all. You Just know like the, we help alcoholics. We have rehab centers. Yeah. We have well, there's, stuff. Yeah, there's an AA meeting here every day at, in the original room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, I was doing a podcast with Don Benson out front. <laughs> we were smoking reefer, and they all oh came out. We're like, oh, we felt like the gens. I know, right? Yeah. So what about you <sighs> when it comes to drugs? What about you when it comes to... Well, here's to, what comes to me with the drugs. I just realized know. I left my bag down with my, my clothes and my weed in there. I just mm. bought a bunch of weed from the store, and I left it down in one of the booths. Where'd you get it from, Dean? No. No, the place next to Ralph's, the Russians. Oh, is that like a medicinal place? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I left all that in there with that pipe I bought right there, too. Oh, fuck. The comics. Comics steal everything. Huh. Comics steal everything. But my pants were in there. My right. shorts. Right. All right. Let's listen to the rest okay, of this. Okay. We're going to listen. We're so going to get, 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 get you. Your, 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 yeah. It, well, if something happens to it, I'll reimburse you. <laughs> oh, really? I'll okay. reimburse you. <laughs> so let's talk about um, the, the next election. I mean... Again, I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm just a guy that's like looking at everything from afar, and I think Chris Christie's going to win. That's just my take. I think it's certainly possible. Um, What's your think? What's your thought about that? On, do you on feel, Christie? Yeah, yeah. yeah do you feel it. that he's going to probably win to be the president? I because don't. is there anyone else on the Republican side that you see that would, would relate to the masses than him? I don't think so. I, so I, I think he's the best shot to, to win the Republican primary. Be, you know, it'll be a slog for him be, because he's not as conservative as you know some of these other folks like Ted Cruz, etc. Uh, but that's probably but, why he'll win. Yeah, I think Republicans right. will look at him as you know uh, as somebody who's conservative and 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 has a chance to win. Do, yeah. So do you think Hurricane Sandy and, and and his connection with Obama at that time kind of made him more mainstream and made him kind of go across the aisle and made him, it was just like two guys trying to help people out in New York. And that was the thing that kind of put him over. Cause that's how I, I felt. I think you're right. And, and, and the numbers will back that up. Like if yeah. you look at his approval ratings, it, you know, he's low fifties around that point. Mm. Uh, and then after that, he was in the stratosphere, and to his credit, he has stayed there. He's stayed yeah. immensely popular for the last year. Yeah. The Republicans still have a demographic problem, though. Uh, that the 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 electorate that that put Obama in the White House of you know single women, African Americans, Latinos, Asians, uh, and some you know uh, college educated whites, uh, they outnumber. The Republican coalition, and that is that's a mathematical problem that that Christie is going to have to deal with. So if it's not Chris Christie, I don't think it's anyone else. Number I, one, I agree with number you. Number two, on the Democratic side, do you really think Hillary? This will be like her third time running. Second, right? Yeah, second, second time running. Yeah. Do you think she'll win? I do. Really? Uh, everybody. Uh, I think like, she'll win if Bill Clinton is next to her all the time. Like if Bill Clinton is not like saying the stuff for her. But it's like saying, don't worry, guys, like I'll be with her, supporting her and helping her out as opposed to 
leaving her by herself. The other thing is people know that the Clintons have a very long memory and are brutal. Mm. Uh, and so he, Democrats are already jumping to endorse her, even though she's not even in the election yet. Mm-hmm. She hasn't even announced that she's running, and, and Democrats are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Hillary. Right. Don't worry, because they're, they're frightened that if they don't get behind her, it's not just opposing her. If you don't get behind her mm. uh, and she wins, yeah, you're, 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 you're screwed. Whew. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you for talking to us and letting us into the Huffington Post. And uh, pundits, stay tuned. Great. Thanks so much. So what do you think about that? Hillary Clinton and all yeah. that stuff? Yeah. I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. I mean, listen. It doesn't I, matter I, who I you believed vote. It. Yeah. I believed it with Obama. I mm. bought in. Wow. I bought in. Wow. Here's a guy who's going to make a difference. Wow. And you can say, like, well, he took away, you know, don't ask, don't tell. And gay marriage is now legal in and, and a lot of places. And, and they're not rating mar- medical marijuana. But it's like we're killing millions of people by drones. Mm. We're valuing hu- American lives over the lives of innocent children all over the world. Mm. So that's what you don't like about Obama? No, the Obamacare, other the yeah. forcing me to buy this bad insurance. Right. Your answer to not with us not all having insurance is you're going to force me to buy their shitty insurance? And then if you don't buy it and you get pulled you? over and you don't have a, a card, you get arrested. Yeah, but at least with, meta, with, with car insurance, if you get pulled over, like you, you, you're, you're driving this thing that can make you crash and cost them all this money. Me, my body, like I'm not going to cost anybody money if I have a heart attack. Mm. And so instead of fixing our health insurance, we get the 47th best health care in the world. Right. Excuse me, 17th best, best health care in the world. And right. we pay almost three times more than the second most of any country. Like so, we're getting a bad deal. And so his answer to we all need to get insured was forcing everyone into this bad insurance deal. Mm. So, so you're I'll not. Take the fine. I'm so, not sure. Because so Obama, so Obama ran about it was around six, seven years I ago. I believed it, man. And I you believed were into it. it. I believed, right? saw peace and harmony and mm. fucking open the borders and be kind. I just don't believe it anymore. And so now the question is, mm. was Obama a liar or is the system set up so a man that wants to make the change can't even make change? Mm. Either way, either way, it makes me not believe in the system. Mm. Either a man who wants to change things is going to be unable to, or I can't believe anybody. Mm. Either way, I don't give a shit anymore. So Hillary Clinton to get in, whatever. We need to redo the whole thing. Anyways. There's only one way this goes down. Oh, shit. There's only one way this goes down. As people become more and more with the NSA, with all the lying, there's only one way this goes down. There's only one way this regime change in any country. Look around you. How do regimes change in Libya? How do regimes change in Egypt? I mean, you want to do this Arab Spring, and then you don't want to point your finger at yourself. Like, how does how do regimes change, Polly? Pick a, people pick up a gun. That's the only way. The people in power don't give up power. I mean, they take more and more power and give less of that power to the people. When that when the underrepresented uh, people become 99, 99.5, 99.7 percent, eventually, like, wait, why the fuck are we listening to you? And then all you need is the military to fucking take our side. Mm. And then it becomes game on. Mm. That's what's going to happen. That guy who set himself on fire on the, on the mall, mm. that wasn't a crazy person. Mm. It's the same shit that guy did in Tibet. Mm. It's the first act of the revolution. It's coming, man. It's here. So what are we going to do? That guy who shot up a TSA, that's a brave man. It's a brave man who's fighting back for our rights. Right. That we don't want someone to touch us as we're walking through and, yeah. and not offer us security yeah. that they're promising. 
We yeah. don't want no, that. We and eventually fucked. we get yeah. sick of it. Yeah. And when, when you get sick of it, I keep pushing you. If I just keep shoving you or tapping your face, eventually you're going to slap me. Mm. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And eventually we're all going to pick up our guns and we're going to fucking fix it. That's the only way this goes down. Mm. Now, it won't be right now. Mm. And the idea that if that happens, you'll get wiped off, wiped off the face of the earth. The American government such a powerful army. They can kill any uprising. There's no uprising on a battlefield. Uprising takes place as there's a couple of guerrillas in whatever city. Mm. What are they going to destroy all of Boston because there's five people right. there that are planting bombs? Right. No, eventually you can't. It's just guerrilla warfare. If one out of every 3,000 people joins whatever this revolution is that's coming, that's an army of 100,000 guerrilla fighters mm. all over the country. And yeah, that'll make a difference. And what do you think is going to happen with this whole ISIS thing? There's no ISIS, man. So it's not even there. What are you talking I'm, about? Don't get mad at me. A year I just ago, know. they want us to go to Syria because they're like, this guy who's in charge is so evil. We have to overthrow him. We have to go to Syria. And people are like, no, no, no. We're done with that shit of going over places. A year later, they go, oh, these other people in Syria are so bad that we have to take the guy who we wanted out. We have to take his side over right. these even more bad people. We have to go to Syria. And eventually, like, dude, it's obvious. You want to send troops to Syria. Right. You'll find a reason eventually. We yeah. will go there. Yeah. We'll find a reason. So there's going to be... Boots. They keep looking there's until people be... stop saying, no, we don't want this. We all came out against it. There was a public outcry. No, do not send more troops to Syria. We had it enough with Afghanistan and Iraq. Do not. And, be, and then the government was like, all right, all right, they're going to revolt. All right, we won't do it. They waited a year. Mm. They invented a new thing. There's three beheadings. Well, guess what? We've killed a million people in Iraq. American presence there has killed a million people in Iraq. Mm. So there's three beheadings. Yeah, it's gruesome, but why is that different than when we killed a fucking, blew up a kindergarten by accident or a wedding party right. in Yemen right. by a mistaken drone, an oopsie drone? Mm. I mean, at this point, if anyone wants to bomb America, you'd have to be like, yeah, I guess if you're from Yemen, you should. Right. We elected this government who's fucking dis- who's giving 25% so, of your children PTSD. So then you're, pro- so then you're probably not going to vote next in 2000. Vote. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't, right. First, mathematically, your vote doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Just so you're not going to get math. up and wear a button and be like, no. I'm voting, da 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 No. So when I'll do something that makes a difference. If I, if I want to make a difference, which I don't, I'll do something that makes a difference. Instead of something that I, that I know for sure does not make it. Even if your vote did matter, even if it came out of 50-50, and we're looking at you to make a decision. It still doesn't matter. And you matter. vote in the guy you yeah. think. Yeah. It still won't make a it difference. It still doesn't matter. The system is unchanged. Yeah. Politics owns, uh, is owned by government. Mm. Big business just buys out whatever fucking That's laws right. they want to. Right. And the little man has nothing. It's going to get less and less until eventually we're going to pick up a fucking weapon. Say, I'm sick of this now. And that's why you're famous on the internet. I'll never do that. I'll that's never why pick up the weapon. I'm that, a coward. I'll right. be in information dissemination. But that's why you... Basically, in your career, you kind of did that as well. Yeah, it's like, stop Pretty it. Pretty much. Maybe. I didn't revolt. I just well, did no, my own thing. but your own but thing. But if they wouldn't let me do my own thing, if they started making laws and saying I can't make podcasts, no, it would be like, what the f- What are you doing? If you can't make right. videos, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll get madder about that. Right. If you but get you mad can. enough, you stop somebody. But you somebody. can. So, you, you know, what you're How saying How many unarmed black kids do you think are getting a shot before black people just say, you know what? Fuck this. Mm. Yeah. And they just take over a town. Shit. I mean, how many times do you think it's going to happen before yeah. they, they Well, they just, almost did in Ferguson. Yeah, it's getting it was worse very and close. worse and worse. Yeah. The less and less they represented. Yeah. Well, I want to thank Ari. I want to thank Ryan Grimm. Holy, I know you're going to die as soon as the revolution starts. You're well, not a fighter. You're going to go into the streets and make jokes, and you're going to get shot up in no time. That's all right. But I wish you would be around for all of it. 
Thank you. Yeah. And um, I want to thank Ryan. I want to thank uh, Ari. And uh, uh, it was interesting, all the different things that you said. I mean, I kind of knew you had that point of view, and I'm glad you were able to comment with Ryan. Do drugs. Why can't you just do drugs if you want to do drugs? You're not hurting anybody. Get the fuck off me. Get off me. Can yeah. you imagine? I mean, you smoked weed. You smoked weed plenty of times back before it was legal. Right. Can you imagine if somebody, you were in the wrong street one day and somebody saw you, and then you do seven years in jail? Mm. Because you had to divide it up for your three friends you were going to give it to. Yeah. And then you had to spend seven years of it. It's like, look, I get it. You want to make this illegal. That's fine. You want to make people not do this. But if I do it, if I light up a J in my apartment, you're going to, t- you're going to steal my freedom It's kind of like the right to bear marijuana. Yeah, but you're going to take away someone's freedom. That's the punishment. Stealing their freedom. The one thing that our lives are based on here in America. You're going to take that away from somebody. Okay. I just don't accept that. There's no part of me that accepts it, how that's just. Right. All right. Well, you know, we'll leave it at that. And um, let's do some drugs, thank, man. I got to find my bag. Now, see, I forgot go, about my bag. Yeah, we're going to go. As, you need to do. You kind of got lost because you started. <laughs> I get mad. I get worked up. I get worked about up. your drugs. All up. right, guys. We'll see you later. So that was it. Uh, I want a special, special, special shout out to Mr. Ryan Grimm. Thank you for educating us on the drug cartel in the Nicaragua. Uh, And if you want to follow Ryan Grimm, check him out at Ryan Grimm. And I want to thank my friend Ari Shafir uh, for commenting on Ryan Grimm. Ryan, I hope you like Ari Shafir. You guys could be boyfriend and boyfriend. And Ari's uh, Ari's, uh, uh, Twitter is at... Ari Shafir, and we're going to tee up next week's guest, um, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from North Korea. Keep it going for Bobby Ree. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode of my podcast. Interested? Oh, I want to do a special little musical shout out to Mike Frank and friends. Thank you for the jingle in the background when we're mingling. And Mr. Polly Shore's Twitter is at Polly Shore. Follow me. Click on. Check out my stuff on iTunes. Oh, also check out my brand new Showtime special. Or no, it's not a special. It's a documentary, right? And it comes out on uh, December 4th on Showtime. So check that out. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Are you still interested?